Let's start early so that we'll close early. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me see. How many of you are blessed to join us this evening? How many of you are blessed? Let me see your hands if you are blessed to join us this evening. Uh, yeah. We are spiritual, but we are also loving people. Yeah. I'm very spiritual, but I also understand love. Yes. <laughs> so this evening, anywhere you are, I want you to begin to thank God for this evening's service. Today is a day of love. Share. Today, today is a day of love. Yes, lift up your voice, begin to pray. Thank God for this evening. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God. Thank God for this evening. Thank God. I want you to thank God. I want you to thank God. Lift up your voice and begin to thank God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice. 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 Yes, lift up your voice. 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 Lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Lift up your voice. Thank God. Thank God. Give thanks to God for His good. Give thanks to God. Lift up your voice. The Bible said, In everything, give thanks to God, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Yes, be Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Pray, 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 pray. Tango, 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 tango. In the name of our Lord Jesus. In the name of our Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let me pass some information to all of you on the platform. You see, when you join us, when you join us, have you seen that like, that heart, that red heart that comes down there? Just tap on it. You must promote the page. Maybe you don't have the gift to share, but the more you type the point, the more you increase the points of the page. It increases the engagement. Are you getting me? So anytime you will type it and the five minutes will come, just press it. Just don't be too gentle. Just press it. Yes. And anytime I speak and you have something, just respond. It 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 motivates the preacher. It motivates me so that I can speak more. Are you getting me? Yes. 
So when I see that people are engaging in what I'm saying, it motivates me to speak. It motivates me to do more. Are you here with me? Yes. So anywhere you are, just begin to pray in tongues. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray in tongues. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this evening. Share the live cast. Share to a loved one. Share to a loved one. Share to a loved one. Let somebody who you love get to know that this evening we are doing love affairs here. It's love matters. Call a friend. Call a sister. 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 What's up, a sister to join? Tell a sister that we are ready. We are in for the business. In the name of Jesus. This evening, I would like the married couples to be around. Yes. So now, Aduma and Ko, I want you to be around. We are going to learn. Now, Aduma, I want you people to be around so that you will help us when it comes to the questions and the answers. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Begin to thank God. Say, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Prudence, you are welcome. Lift up your voice. Lick out about in Jesus precious name father we thank you for this evening amen we are still praying we are saying father in the name of Jesus of course you are love God bless you it's been a while that you join us we are lifting up our voice and we are saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, let mercy speak in my life. Let mercy speak in my life. Let mercy speak in my life. Begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Say, Father, let mercy speak in my life. Lift up a voice of prayer. Say, Father, let your mercy speak in my life. Let mercy speak in my life. Let mercy speak in my life. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Let mercy speak in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ, lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Say, Father, let mercy speak in my life. Let mercy speak in my life. Let mercy speak in my life. Lift up your voice and pray. Say, Father, let mercy speak in my life. Lick on the 
Lift up your voice, say, Father, mercy, love mercy on me, O Lord. Father, have mercy on me, O Lord. Father, have mercy. Let your mercy speak in my life. Let your mercy speak in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, let your mercy speak in my life. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Adim pada dia kapada, adim pada badia 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 kapada. Lift up your voice and begin to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Yala bala 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 Lift up your voice, lift up your voice, and begin to pray right now. Lift up your voice, pray, 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 pray. Begin to kabo and kabeha. Say, Father, ikalabashada. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Father, have mercy, have mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We thank God for this evening. We are praying some small some small minutes again. Amen. The woman of God is in. Yes, but let's pray one or two prayers. We are praying the Father in the name of Jesus that this meeting, Ajua Donko, and Raminya Wasemba Wamba, Enti and Yumre, Menobeka Sawati. Yeah, Ajua Donko, Raminya Wasemba Wamba, Menobeka Sa. So listen to me. Listen to me. We are saying, Father, in the name of Jesus. As we are going to learn about love, Lord, saturate our hearts. 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 Saturate our hearts with your, the Spirit. The Bible said, The Holy Ghost is shed abroad in our hearts. Lift up your voice and say, Father, let the Spirit share love abroad in our hearts. Let the Spirit share love brought in our hearts. Let the Spirit share love brought in our hearts. Let the Spirit share love brought in our hearts. 
Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Let the Holy Ghost take charge. Let the Holy Ghost take over. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the Holy Spirit take charge. Let the Holy Spirit take over. In the name of Jesus, Sister Kafu, you are welcome. Because tonight the Lord is going to use his, uh, her, her daughter to bless us because she's a woman of substance, she's a woman of knowledge, and she's a woman of all that you need. In the name of Jesus, she's a married woman and she knows she's experienced in, in the things of love. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let the Spirit of God take control. For, for, because today, somebody, your marriage is going to be restored. Somebody, your relationship is going to be restored. Somebody, something good is happening to you. Somebody, something good is happening to you. Lift up your voice uh, and say, Father, we commit the show into your hands. Uh. Lord, we commit the show into your hands. Uh. Let humanity be put aside uh, and let the Spirit of God take control. Uh. Let humanity be put aside uh, and let spirituality take control. Let humanity be put aside uh, and let spirituality take control. Let humanity, uh, Lord, uh, let human wisdom be dealt with her in the name of Jesus Christ. Let human wisdom be dealt with her. 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 Let human wisdom be dealt with her in the name of our Lord Jesus. Let human wisdom be dealt with her. Let human wisdom be dealt with her in the name of Jesus. Let human wealth, human health, wisdom be dealt with in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless all of you. I welcome you, Ishan. I welcome you, Yvonne. I welcome you, Na Adoma. I welcome you, Prudence. I welcome you, Ezekiel. Nanatima, I welcome you. Sister Kafui, I welcome you. Auntie Tina, wow, that's our speaker. The Lord bless you for coming around. Uh, I welcome Akusia. Love. Mavis Owusu, I welcome you. Ajua Donko, I welcome you. Christy, I welcome you. In Jesus' mighty name. Today, expect a miracle. Expect a breakthrough. Expect a healing. Expect deliverance. Some of you, your relationships are about to collapse. But I trust that God will use our, the woman of God to bless us. Hallelujah. Yes, and today the program is very packed. And... And, and there's going to be a section for questions and answers. There's going to be a section for questions and answers. Yes, there's going to be a section for questions and answers. So just prepare yourself and prepare your questions about any any question about relationship any question about relationship prepare it and i trust god that the woman of god the woman of god will bless us hallelujah so god bless you god bless you god bless you amen so okay woman of god if you are ready you can take over I don't want to take much of your time. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. 
Oh, thank you so much. I thank God for giving me that Thank you, Papa, for your opportunity given me to be in your altar to teach. Um, I wish everybody Valentine Day, but this one is not a teaching, it's not a preaching, it's a discussion. So let us get ourselves involved. It's a discussion. I love the way Papa puts the, this thing, the post-it. He say, lab clinic. Dab before I be, before I say I do. Tonight we are going to learn something, but I want you to take particular notes of this. Marriage is commitment. I think today we will enter deep into the marriage because I believe we will have time for marriage itself, marriage itself, or marriage itself. But tonight, all that I'm telling you before we go into our lesson, know that marriage is commitment. And secondly, know that the foundation of every marriage in Christ, in Christendom, in Christianity should be based on Christ. Every good marriage, the foundation should be on Christ. Bible says that the solid rock I stand, Christ is the solid rock I stand. Other grounds are seeking sand. So when you build your marriage, your relationship out of the out of Christ, then your relationship or your marriage will be sinking sand. So please take note of this two things. It's very, very important. Marriage is commitment, and we should build our marriage on Christ because he is the solid rock I stand. Now, let's come into our topic. Say, before I say I do, meaning that before you get into marriage, certain things in life you should know as a Christian. As an HR person, if we need a lecturer to come and teach in our, in, in our university, we need to advert, advertise the vacancy. And people will be bringing their applications, will be sorting, will be select, selecting, and we will get those who qualified. Then we invite them for an interview. So during the time for interview, then we select the best person who qualified and who is capable to teach. The same thing applies to marriage. You need to sort out, you need to select, you need to do your own interview before you come to Apostle Daniel and say, Papa, I've come before I do, <laughs> before I say I do, so I've come. I'm ready to say I do. You have to do your homework. 
the Bible base that will stand upon it is Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. It says that, therefore, a man shall leave his fathers and mothers and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Bible says that a man shall leave. What is the meaning of that? Meaning that as a man, you cannot be in your father's house, staying in your mother's house. And say and go and tell apostle that apostle I've come to say I do with my partner. No, you can't do that. Bible told Abraham, Abraham, leave your father's house. Abraham obeyed and left with his wife because God saw that if you live in your father's house, there is nothing good will come out. In your marriage so he told Abraham to leave so as a brother as a sister before you can say I do you need to move let's go marriage please if you have questions just put it down after that then we go through marriage is a serious business and as such should be contracted by persons who are mentally, who are matured, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. A man who desires marry should be an adult, one who can, one who has grown up enough to take up of another person, to take care of another person. He should have a regular source of income, decent accommodation, and plenty love and patience. He should also be reliable and trustworthy. Gentlemen, if you are ready to say I do, if you are ready to send a woman to Apostle Daniel's church and tell him, Prophet, I have come. We are coming to say I do. You should be a matured person. I'm not talking about age. I'm talking about you should be a grown-up adult. Mature mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. You should be able to take care of another person. And you should have a regular source of income you should have a decent accommodation if you don't if you don't have a room to stay you can't go and say I do when the woman comes where are you going to send the woman to sleep if you don't have source of income when the woman comes how are you going to look after the woman you should have plenty love. Bible says that John 3 16 see, God so loved the world and he gave, he gave, meaning that love goes with giving. So you should have plenty love that's giving and patience. 
And you should also be reliable and trustworthy. If you are not trustworthy, you can't go and say, I do. So, this is for the gentlemen who want to say, Reverend, I do. You should have those qualities in you. You should have those things available before you can go and say, I do. As a woman who also desiring to marry, you should be mentally, emotionally, and physically matured. She should have a few domestic skills at his fingertips. A marriageable woman should be hardworking, God-fearing, trustworthy, and reliable. She should be one who can keep a home warm and happy since the happening in the home will resolve largely around her. So, as a woman, if you want to go and say, I do, you should be mentally, emotionally, and physically matured. You should have some few domestic skills at your fingertips. You should know what a woman supposed to do in a home. I'm not talking about a house. There is a difference between a house and a home. The woman should be able to keep home warming. Should be able to work and able to buy some things for the home. So, if you are a woman and you want to say, I do, then you should be able to do all these things. The choice of a marriage partner is a very delicate and crucial one. This is because it is the choice of a lifetime. You see, we, we, we get, I don't know, the youth today rush to get married. Have you forgotten that marriage is a lifetime institution? It's something that when you enter, it's not easily getting out. So it should, you should be careful when it comes to marriage. When it comes, I do. You should be careful. Marriage is good. Even God knows that marriage is good. That's why when he created Adam, he told him, Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. You need a helper. So, it is good to get a helper, all right, but be careful. Be careful. The word is that. Be careful. Marriage is, however, was ordained by God to bring fulfillment, companionship, and completeness to those involved. Marriage was never intended to be endured by the partner. To enjoy a stress-free and wonderful marriage, the following steps should be taken. So, before you can go to Apostle Daniel to say I do, 
you should one have vision someone would ask what vision has to got to do with this marriage well vision as defined is an act or faculty of seeing external objects it's also applied to having foresight with this definition in mind we can now go on to state how vision applies to marriage it is important for a man who desires to marry to have a mental picture of who he wants to be in future and the kind of life he wishes to enjoy with his family this mental picture or vision will help him to choose the right person as his future marriage partner marriage that are contracted without any vision in mind are faced with many challenges as time goes on a marriage a visionless marriage usually lack purposes goals and excitement it is on it is usual dull and full of conflict this happens because after wedding or i do the couples are left alone to begin their marital life and it is usually at the time that the couple begins to discover more of each other so if the two did not have a clear-cut vision for their new life then confusion and frustrations will set in it is very good to have vision before you say i do what picture in your mind of a woman you want to marry what type of woman do you want picture that woman in your mental faculty let's see something in proverbs 29 verse 18 what does he say he said where there is no clear vision the people perish what the scripture means is that where there is no clear and bold declaration of god's role and standards the people of god lose their biblical conviction and adopt a carelessless lifestyle and consequently perish spiritually in the same way when a man lacks vision in marriage sooner or later the flame of the marriage begins to dim and if care is not taken the fire of the marriage pulls down leaving the couple with warm ashes that are not useful for anything this happens because there was no aim or objective so if you don't have any clear vision or objective concerning your marriage or i do you go and mess up and your marriage will be on rockies in short there is no vision in short where there is no vision there is no mission to accomplish so if you don't have vision for marriage then there is no mission to accomplish in marriage so please let us be very careful when it comes to a time 
that we have to go and say, I do. Have a vision. And secondly, you should have motives. What is your motive behind rushing to go and say, I do? Another important factor in choosing a marriage partner is motive. The word is defined as that which causes somebody to act in a particular way. It also means the reason why a person does what he does. The motive behind is the act. You act in a particular way. What is the motive behind getting married? What is the motive behind telling one partner that I do? What is your motive? Is it positive? Is it negative? Let's see. Motives play a very important role in marriage. If the, if the reason behind the choice of a partner is right, the marriage will go on smoothly. But if the reason behind it is wrong from the very beginning, there is the likelihood that the marriage will experience a great deal of challenges and might collapse in the end. So if the motive behind is wrong, then definitely your marriage will be on rocks. So let's see, certain motives who are not wrong and will come to some motive who are right. Below are motives or reason why people get married. You see, one, if your motive are not right, one, you will get family pressure. The family will pressurize you. This is, this is very common in Africa. Parents tend to pressurize their children to marry. Sometimes this is due to the fact that they are growing old and they desire to see their grandchildren around. Others specialize their children to marry so that they can have financial support from their partner. You see, so if your motives are not right, your parent will pressurize you. I need my grandchildren. You are old enough. So don't you see you are getting old? Don't you see Auntie Ako's daughter got married yesterday? Don't you see Auntie Ama? So what are you doing? So they will pressurize you. And if you are not careful, you will rush and take anything in trousers to go and say, I do. And some parents too are dateful, waiting to suck their children's partner's blood. Like they should go and marry and bring money. That's all their motive. So we should be careful when families are putting pressure on us to run and go and say, I do. Be very careful. Then secondly, we can also talk about business ventures or enterprises. There are people who enter into marriage because they have business or profit-making mindset. The idea is to marry someone with whom they can pull their resources together for more gains 
or to profit from their spouses outrightly in case of the business enterprise and the gain-oriented marriages. What's happened when the economics turn bad? You see, we have some people also in their mind. Oh, I have my business. Oh, don't you see this lady too is a mighty entrepreneur. So when I get married him, we can pull our resources together. Then quickly, they run to Apostle Daniel. Oh, we have come. We want to marry. Business venture. What about if the economies turn bad? What are you going to do? Since the love of money boosted the marriage, joy soon diminished from the union. So, don't look at somebody's business. Don't look at your own business. Then, quickly, you get yourself together and say you are going to marry. The marry will land on rock. Please, I hope you are getting me. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Then, thirdly, domestic aid. Domestic aid. Some people marry so that they can have someone to take care of their domestic responsibility and household chops. This kind of marriage reduces the wife to a servant status. She works tirelessly around the clock, waking up earlier than others, beginning her duties of various kinds till evening. There is usually not much excitement and romance in that marriage, especially where she is not adequately rewarded or complimented by her husband. So some people also think that, oh, let me go and marry because I can't cook. I can't do certain things for myself. So let me bring in a woman who can have those responsibility and do household chores for me to enjoy. So quickly, you go and stand. I do because of his selfishness interest. Somebody should come and work for him like a servant. No. Women, we should open our eyes before you go and say you do. Know whether the person loves you. The person wants to take you somewhere. Not the person's selfishness interest. There's another one is beautiful beauty to behold. This is the commonest reason why most people marry. Most people are attracted to a handsome or a beautiful person. For many, it's satisfying and it helps to boost their ego and enhance their position in society. In a marriage where the point is beautiful, with what happened? If your point of marrying, if your point of going to stand before a church and say, I do, based on beauty, based on handsomeness, what happened when changes occur in the woman's body due to fatness, pregnancy, or accidents? Will the love in the marriage continue? You need to ask yourself 
before you go and stand idle. Remember, in such cases, this is what brings about outside attraction. If the marriage is based on beauty, beautiness, handsomeness, if something happens to the body, then the man, the woman, will be looking outside there. That's why Proverbs said something. Proverbs 31, verse 30 says that charm is deceitful. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is in vain. Beauty is in vain. But the woman, but the woman, but the man, but the man who fears God. Sister, brother, you need a man, you need a woman who fears God, who knows God, who understands God before you go and say, I do. I know these days, excuse my word, pastors want beautiful women to marry. Women with light skin, women with big buttocks, women with big breasts, with big anentu, and all those kinds of beauty. But remember, charm is deceitful, deceptive. Beauty is in vain, but the woman, but the man who fears God, you need to get a man. A woman who fear God before you can say I do. Some also marry because of sex. He is coming. Oh yeah, Bibia, there will be two man he say, I'm coming because of sex. Or Betis Kana Warrior. He will marry you because of sex. There are people who marry so that they can fully satisfy their sexual desires with their life partner. God created man and woman to enjoy sex in marriage. But when sexual pleasure becomes the overriding purpose for marriage, then one partner suffers. Should the other be unable to respond favorably to the other needs, You see, we shouldn't make sex like, mm -hmm, oh, I want to marry because of, no. Sex is part of marriage, but it shouldn't be the main target. That's why you are married. All the ideas or the motive that I have discussed above sound very good, right? And reasonable. But unfortunately, they are selfish in nature. When the other, when the one who has the motive pursued his or her concern without considering the other person's interest, it results in a lot of hardship, bitterness, disappointment, and frustration, and sometimes hunger. You see, you shouldn't be in 
a position of selfish selfishness when you wanted to go and say I do. Let's see. These are wrong motive behind for you to go and say I do. But what are the right motive for marriage or right motive when you want to go and say I do? The right motive for marriage is to find what? A companionship. That's why Bible says that in Genesis, God told Adam, Adam, it is not good for you to live alone, to stay alone, to enjoy alone, to sleep alone, to eat alone. You need a companionship. You need a companion who should come around you. I'm a wild day. I'm a wild so, right motive is to have a companionship. Two, to have a lover. Someone you love. When God brought Eve, Adam loved her. Bible says in John 3.16 that God so loved the world and he gave. You see, you love somebody, you give. So, the right motive is to love the person. So you need a lover before you go and say, I do. Then, thirdly, you need a helper. It says if you will be a helpmate to Adam. So before you go and say you do, you need a helpmate. Any marriage which is contracted with these three qualities in mind will travel a long way because it is God's idea standard for marriage according to Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. So we need a companionship, we need a lover, and we need a helper before we can go and say, I do. You may think that you, you and your fiancé have talked about everything in preparation for your wedding day. But there are still some issues you haven't discussed that could surprise you. So what should you think about before the big day? Share some questions to consider before you make that long-term commitment. You see, marriage, as I said, marriage is long-term commitment. It's long-term journey that you cannot easily come out from it. So when you are going in, you should be very careful. Would you like to have a successful, joyous, joyful marriage? Then, do you want to know about your loved one's dream and goals of your union? Before you say I do, provides the perfect opportunity to gain, to gain greater insight into your future mates, expectation and time-tasted principle for a satisfying long-time partnership. Of course, you 
are in love, you are ready to vow. Though sickness and in health, so death do us part. You are ready to say it. So death do us part. However, take a deep breath and consider these 10 questions. I know you are ready. I know you feel like today, you want to go and say that I do. Today, you want to go and say, so death do us part. But take a deep breath and consider these two questions. One, can you handle conflicts? Before you go and say, I do, can you handle a conflict? Every marriage, we have a conflict. So in case conflict comes, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to run through and flow to pastors, to prophets, your mother, your sister, your friends? Know how to handle conflict. Conflict is certain in marriage, but that is not all negative. Learning to resolve conflict can have many positive benefits, provided you learn how to handle conflict in a healthy way. Healthy conflict gives birth to intimacy and understanding. Unhealthy conflict creates bitterness and hatred. Two major red flags of unhealthy conflict management are provided the silent treatment and any form of violence. So, if you are ready to say, I do, then please know and learn how to handle conflict in marriage. Two, does he or she share your faith? Does he or he share your faith? This is a deeper you hold your faith, the more difficult it is to cooperate with this. Particularly if you decided to have children. So many couples have come back to me after they have children and ask, what do we do now? Because your faiths are different from your husband. Christians today, because of pressure, they marry anything from trousers. The sister doesn't care. The brother doesn't care whether the person is a Muslim, whether the person is Buddhist, whether the person is a kanka. All that he need is to marry. Then he marry the person. How do you share your faith? Sister, brother, if you want to go and say, I do, then you should check the faith. Share your faith. Make sure that you are in the same faith with the person. This day, I tell people, don't just go and marry Christian. Marry somebody who is a born-again Christian, who has accepted Christ as his personal savior, not just a churchgoer. Please, you need to check the faith before you say, I do. Third, three, will they kiss divorce or say goodbye to divorce? You have to check it. Every marriage eventually proved to be very difficult at times. Human's nature is such that if there is any easy off time, we tend to want to take it. Men 
Marry someone who is committed to working through every challenge you face without considering divorce as an option. You see, you need to marry someone who understands after the marriage, when evil wind blows, the person can stand tall. Any evil challenges comes, the person can stand tall. Don't marry someone who can consider divorce as an option. Please, before you go and say you do, check those things. Know from the man, know from the woman. And it will help you. Four, will there be a remarkable parent? You are not just choosing future husband or wife. You are choosing your kids, future dad and mom. Listen, you you are choosing your kids, future dad and mom. It's impossible for you to imagine how you will love your children. So if you don't see the partner, your man, your woman, being a remarkable parent, please, then don't rush and go and say you do. Because if you rush and go and do, Remember, your partner is going to be your kid, dad, or your kid, mother. So, find someone who is remarkable partner that can keep your house fantastic, that can keep your, your house very well. That, can, that person can bring God, Holy Spirit, in your home. If you plan to have a kid, your marriage isn't just about you. So, look for a remarkable partner. Five, do they pray? Look for a prayerful person. This day is so sad that our youth doesn't like prayer. They doesn't like prayers. You need to pray when it comes in times of marriage. When it comes to a time of going to say, I do, you need to prepare yourself physically, spiritually, mentally, and everything. You need somebody who is prayerful. You ask yourself, the person who is coming to say, let's go and say, I do, is he prayerful? When the person comes to you, does he tell you, Things about God? Does it tell you things about prayer? Watch out. Being married to an active prayer is a blessing. An active prayer person is a blessing. By the way, a quick test to know how often someone play prays is simply listening to what, what they talk about. You see, if you want to know if somebody is prayerful, listen to what the person talk about. Do they ever share what God is challenging them with? You see, 
if they are not regularly talking about God, they are not regularly talking about God, then you should know that mm, this person is not a good person for me. The person only comes to you and talk about sex, 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 sex. Then the Holy Spirit should prompt you that where you are going is a dangerous ground. So, sister, brother, marry someone who is prayerful and it will help your marriage to the end. Do they know how to forgive? You ask yourself, the man, the woman that you are going to marry, does the person know how to forgive? Does the person understand forgiveness? Does the person exhibit that forgiveness? As James chapter 3 verse 2 says, we all upset in many ways. That includes you. The Bible testifies that in marriage and out, you will upset in many ways. Very important question may be the most important. You want to know if your partner is planning on being with you and only you forever. You also want to know if they will be quick to forgive when you have misunderstanding or disagreement. How is your husband exhibit when it comes to misunderstanding or disagreements? How does he behave? If you marry someone who doesn't know how to forgive, your marriage will be soon be weighed down with heavy hatred and bitterness. We have men who don't forgive. We have women who also don't forgive. Until the marriage will be full of unforgiveness. I always tell my young ladies, when you are dating and you are, you are courting, if any misunderstanding comes and the man raises his hand and even he doesn't touch you, remember that when you get into marriage, that man will beat you. So be careful. So, sister, brother, before you go and say, I do, check your man, check your woman. If he doesn't have spirit of forgiving, please stop it. Do you know how to communicate? Most of the you today, marriages are falling apart because of lack of communication. Communication is essential to build new caring when love's faded. If you marry someone who is fearful of communication or unskilled at communication, your marriage will fall. Your marriage will fall. Let's look at a saying from Joshua Harris. He writes, say you cannot love what you do not know. You do not be truly loved if you are not truly known. And the only way to know and be known by another person is to communicate openly, endlessly, sincerely, humbly. You see, 
if your husband can only talk less than 35% out of 100%, then meaning that your marriage will soon fall on rock. And you, as a woman and as a woman, uh, man, you'll be frustrated if there is no communication in your marriage. And you see, communication takes greater part of our marriages. If you can't communicate, how do you go about marrying somebody who cannot communicate? Because if I marry, if I raise my hand, my first hand, my husband should understand what I'm saying. If I raise my leg, my husband should know the meaning of that. If I do my mouth, some style be, my, my husband should or my wife should know the understanding of the communication. If there is a lack of this communication, how is the marriage going to stand? Please, we need to learn how to communicate. This one is not marriage. We are not talking about deeper marriage. Like I would say that even in sex, you should know how to communicate. Because even in sex, if you don't know how to communicate well, sex will not be suitable for you. Sex will not be sweet for you. Sex will, sex will not be enjoyable for you. So please, know how to communicate. Know how to communicate and communicate well with your body, with your everything. So, before you go and say, I do, please know how to communicate very well. Another one is you ask yourself whether the man have a humble spirit the woman have humble spirit bible says that if you humble yourself i will lift you up and if you lift yourself up god will humble you so you ask yourself whether the man is half humility or not because in marriage when couples have humility spirit they go far the only thing worse than even married to someone who hasn't perfect, but who thinks they are. People without humility can never grow. You see, if you don't have humility spirit, you can't grow in your marriage. So, sister, brother, the man that you are going to marry, the woman that you are going to marry, you have to see whether the person is humble or not. When we talk about Humility, I'm not talking about saying, no, 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 it's not like that. Be humble in the Lord. Sarah was humble to his husband, Abraham. Rebecca was humbled. Let us have the humility spirit so that our, our marriage will end in heaven. Then another one is you ask yourself whether your partner is a giver or a taker. The sad reality is that some people are givers and some people are takers. Givers don't always mind being in a relationship with a taker because they like to give. It brings them joy. But marriage is a long journey and there will be eventually be 
seasons when the giver needs to receive. You see? So when you are entering into marriage, you have to check. You see, the sad aspect is that most of Christians today don't check all these petty, petty things. Then they jump into marriage. You, you need to ask yourself, is this man a giver or a taker? If he always wants to give, and the man you want always want to receive, a time will come that you also need to give to the woman so that the woman will also be taken from you. But when it comes that you only receive and you don't want to give, then it becomes a problem in the marriage. So please look out, watch out and see whether the man always wants to leave, give. Whether the woman always wants to take. Would there be a Valentine? Who are them man? Today is Valentine. Oh, mommy chocolate. Won't talk away, mommy. Into us who talk be man and I then. We need to know. We give, as Bible say that giving brings more blessing. It's true, but at times you need to also take. So, let's do it that way. It will help us. Ask yourself when you spend time with your partner. Do you feel drained or refreshed? You need to check all those things. When you are with your man, when you are with your woman, do you feel drained or refreshed? Then, another one is, does the, what does their fruit look like? I'm talking about the fruits. Ask the man, look at his fruit that is exhibiting during the dating during the courtship, talking about the character can sound so general. That is it helpful. A famous Bible passage breaks this down into two lists of fruits. One is desirable, one as in most accurate describe the person you are not considering married. The one is to watch out. Then the second one the goal list. You see, if you are married, look at the fruits of the man. Look at the fruit of the woman. The fruits of the man, is it the watch up, watch out type or the goal list? You have to check it. The watch out is the hatred, discord, jealousy, anger, selfishness, envious, drunkenness, and those things. That is watch out. So, is your man or the woman bearing that fruit? Or is bearing the goal list? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you see that the man is not bearing the goal list. Sister, Mawansaso. Brother, Mawansaso. And yes, sir. Ube kwake shame. Ube nuhu. You regret marrying to Esi. You regret marrying to Kwame. So these are the 10 principles that you should know before you say, I do. And just me add a little one, one, two, then 
I come and take your question. You should also think about the financial personality capability. He is he more of a spender or she is more of saver? Financial personality capability. Having full disclosure over all finance is a key to the start of any healthy relationship. B, be sure to lay it all out on the table. From your debt and credit to your savings, to your savings goal, money can't buy your love or happiness, but that doesn't mean you should not consider finances when thinking about marriage or I do. What does the financial situation look like? Are you financial personality capable? If you are a bit saver, do you really want to be married to someone who has several thousand in credit card debt? Another thing to consider is whether or not the two of you will be able to make it in your own financially. Do you know who will be breadwinner and what kind of budget you both will be abiding by? Money is one of the biggest dangerous spots in relationship. You see, in relationship, you can also talk about money, finance. You ask your your, your, your sister, you ask your, your man, you ask your woman, do you, are you a splendor or a saver? Do you spend or you save? We have some ladies, all that they know is every day they should have a new dress, they should have a new shoe, they should have this, they should have that. So every salary that comes goes into their body. We have some men too. Everything that comes, go into enjoy enjoyment. Please, before you come to Apostle Daniel to say I do, you should be able to know your partner, whether a spending, spender or a saver. Where do I see myself in 10 years? You see, marriage involves in so many things so many activities but today we de we just jump into marriage because ac is married Kwame is married so why not let me also jump into things without thinking about all these things the question is where do you see yourself in 10 years in marriage it is a pretty varied one it might seem like a silly question to ask your partner but it can reveal a lot please it seems so silly that you ask your partner that how would I see myself in 10 years? It seems so silly, so stupid, but it is good for you to ask. For example, if your partner sees himself moving right on top, taking a job far from home, where does this leave you and the job that you also love? Talking about whether or not you would like to move for one person's job is very important how career focus are each of you how
of you. If someone chooses not to work any longer, would the other be okay with that? Are you comfortable with others' level ambition? What happened if someone were given the choice to relocate whose careers matters most? You see, so, you see, in marriage, even you have to grow in marriage. In marriage, your career path, your career ladder should be climbing up and up and up and up. Maybe when you are getting married, you are having HND, but now you are having your masters. Yes. So you ask yourself, in 10 years, where would you be? 10 years time, nobody will know what it is. 10 years time, nobody will know what it is. You ask all these questions. 10 years time, where would we be? Do we play well together? You see? Before you say you do, you should be capable. You should know yourself whether you can play well with your partner or not. You see, in some marriage, we have bosses and subordinates. They are not playing mates. Though you are my husband, you are my, my wife, but they are not playing mates. So you ask yourself, is the man, is the woman my playing mate when I marry? Can we play together? Can we stay together? Can we attract ourselves together? This is common thing you have to learn. Sister, don't say because of money. So I'm going to say I do. Obeyakwa or marriage me. Because we have seen so many people who are servants, who are made servants in marriage because during their time, they didn't consider whether their partner can play together. Lastly, let's also check. We should also plan about our retirement. It may sound funny. It may sound useless. It may sound uh, foolish, but it is good to plan for your retirement, even when you are getting to marry. You want to have plan to grow together or you will grow apart. Remember, failing to plan is planning to fail. Failing to plan is a plan to fail. So please have time. Plan together with your partner and have a good document before you marry. And let me say this. How much time do you plan to spend with your friends after we get married? What is your relationship with friends or opposite sex? You see, all this thing, you should plan. There are good questions. The best answer may be found by looking to see what your partner is currently doing. When you get married, there won't be a blind new person, but you both be the exact same person. So, you have to plan. I have friends, you have friends. Before you go and say, I do. That doesn't mean that when we finish uh, I do, 
my friends becomes enemies or your friends i mean you should know how to handle your friends it's very very important other than that it can end your marriage on wrong lastly but not the least how often will we have sex it sounds so allowing it sounds so funny it sounds so <laughs> this thing you want to find out now if you are going to be having sex every day every week every two weeks every month every three months every six months that's all i see about that that's one depend upon the couples you have to check you see we have some people where eh? always their mind is sex so you should know that's how how many times are we going to have sex is it every is it every day so that you prepare your mind towards it your partner may not be able to answer all this question with perfect accuracy today but if the question are answered honestly they will provide you with insight and guidance of your relationship so ask your significant other today you will be glad you did tomorrow amen amen hello hello i'm here yes are you done so i'm done wow yes please let's give it out to her let's give it out to her give a clap offering give a clap offering give a clap offering (laughs) if you are blessed give a clap offering give a clap offering yes tell those who are not around that they are missing something thank you woman of god i'm grateful so i don't have anything to add but what we have to do is to ask our mother questions because she's married and she have children and she's also working and the husband is also working me i want to ask that question Mommy, I want to ask that question because most of the times I've been handling problems that the man is saying that the wives will resign and come and stay in the house and become a housewife so that he, the man, can be working. Is it always good to do that? That's my question, please. <laughs> Thank you, Apostle. Mm-hmm. I'll be handling those it's good and it's bad. It is good and at times too, it is bad. If the man have that capacity, have that edge, have that ambition, have that, I mean, I would say capacity. If he can pay the wife amount he was taking from the job, in the house to take care of the child no problem if the man is capable to handle that providing everything is good but if the man is not capable it's not good 
again, at times, it is bad. If you let your wife resign and stay at home, you see, if something happens to you, what happens to the woman and the children? So, I would say that in all and endeavor, let's go to God. Any decision that we take, let's go to God. Submit it before God from the Holy Spirit. Me, as parent, I don't endorse women being a wife, a wife, wife in the house, taking care of the children and the man. No. You should also be a career woman because Bible says that Eve was a helpmate. Eve was there to support Adam. So when I'm working, I will support my husband. You see, than being at home. That's why I say it's good and it's also bad. If you have that capacity to tell your wife to resign from home and I will pay you from office, I will pay you, stay at home and be with the children, fine. So all that the wife has to do is to pray for the man so that always you will get money and pay her at home. If not me, I will say that, woman, you need to work. You are a career woman. When you look at uh, Proverbs, he said the woman uses his hands to work. So always the husband do what? Pleases him. The husband always praise the woman because he's not lazy. He uses his son to work. Sister, brother, you need to work before you go and say, I do. Other than that, hey, every part, you have to ask money from your husband. I need a part. I need a pant. I need a shoe. One day, the man will say, hey, babe, I'm tired. So, Reverend, I don't know whether I've answered your question. It happens to me when we were, we started giving birth. So what I did was that, that time I was in Tamale. All my children were born in Tamale. So what I did was that I, I looked for a very good school. So when I'm going to office, my husband is going to office, I drop the children. The school will feed them well. That school, they have doctor, they have nurse. They have, I mean, everything that takes to take care of the children. So when I close, I pass there, take my children. All that I need is to pray for them, that the hand of God will be for them. 
So it is good to work as a woman to support your husband. But if your husband say he has that capacity to pay you, fine. Thank you. Wow, what a submission. I don't want to be asking the questions alone um, today that the Lord has blessed us with our mom. Let's do well and ask every question. Don't feel shy. We are not, we are not children. We are adults. If you have even sex problem with your husband, you can ask. Yes, because we are learning. And what mommy said, I want to add a little bit to it. Let me tell you, me, I advise myself that me, if God give me the capacity and my wife is working, I will not stop my wife from working. Because I remember when my father lost his job. My father was earning a huge salary. But in the when President Kufo came to become president, they began to sack some of, my, some of them. And my father was sacked. That was when I knew that. And now, he was now doing connection to get the job again. My mother was not working. That was when I, used, I told you, we used to eat pepper with teaset. <laughs> <laughs> because that always they have to beat me before I eat because I don't I've never had that thing so I was struggling to cope but I have to cope with time and I thought if my mother was having something doing with her hands at least we could have survived so as for me if you are you have already taking that decision and you are suffering the consequences of it, pray that God will change the, the mind of your husband and use wisdom to start something small somewhere. Because death is inevitable. I'm not praying that your husband should die. But if your husband died today, would the family give you the property of your husband? Even you will realize maybe your husband, the first house your husband has built, where you are staying right now, he, he built it in the name of her mother. Telling you, oh, we will build our own. Unfortunately, if she passed away or passed on, what will you do? And how will you survive? And pastor, even at times, his bank account, you see, HR, we have um, a form. When we employ you, you stay. You see, at times you could say that uh, this percentage you give to the mother, to the sister, to the brother, and you realize that even the wife's name will not be there. Yeah. So when the death happened, what are you going to do? And at times when you are home, when the men's family come, see you in the home every day, at times they will abuse you. Yeah. They will call you sort of name, lazy woman, lazy this, lazy that. They are chopping their, their son's so money. Please. <laughs> <laughs> you see, 
So, I will encourage our sisters, find something to do. If you, if you work, the man will, will respect you. The man will respect you. And let me say this, ladies. Be careful. Don't love a man. Bible says that the, the man will love you and you will submit to the man. So the moment the mathematics change and you love the man, you will have a problem. So please, the love will come from the man and the submission will come from the woman. So if your man say he loves you and tells you, stay at home, be submissive, and tell him, Papa, I beg you, if I can work to support you. Yeah, I, Auntie Bonnie, you can call, please. Auntie Bonnie, you can call. Hello. 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 Yeah. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Auntie Tina, thank you very much. In fact, we are enjoying the, the program. Just to add to what Auntie Tina said about the love issue. Um, sometimes women, we make mistakes. And we have a lot of men on the platform but we are not talking, we are not against men. We are learning, both men and women, the men are supposed to love. And so women, we are also supposed to be honest, be humble, be hardworking, be dedicated, be disciplined, and be determined in their relationship. When you do this for the man, the man should give you some love because this is from God. God wants the men to love the women. And so if you are a woman here, you should also be determined. You should be dedicated in the relationship. You should be disciplined. You should be honest. You should be humble. And you should be hardworking. No woman should stay at home. It's not good for a woman to stay at home. I have worked for 25 years. But uh, after the revocation of the license, I've been home for three and a half years. I've not been working. And so it's terrible. If you're a woman and you are not working, please, it's not a good thing. We know that men are also supposed to work. But then we, are, we, we must know that we should be compatible. We shouldn't always be looking at love, love, love. Are we compatible? We must be compatible. We must be compatible. And so if we are compatible, then we'll feel for each other. We will know that uh, if I'm married, Kweku, Kweku is part of me. And so humility from both sides is key. And Auntie Tina spoke about um, giving and taking. In fact, we should know in both sex, male and women, how to give. Some men don't know how to give. Some women do not also know how to give. You are in a relationship. 
what are you doing to make the relationship work? It's not from one side. It's from both sides. And so what are we supposed to do? We shouldn't always look at the men as men, so they must go and work and bring money home. It is wrong. That perception is wrong. We are their help. We must help them in everything. There are some women when their husbands don't have money and they have it, they will never give it to the man. Please, let's put a stop to that. If you are a man and you are also here and you are always dressing champagne, you don't want to look at the woman, you are also not doing the right thing. If we want to love God, then we should love God. In clean hands, we should be neat in whatever we do. Take your wife as your own sister, your own daughter, or your firstborn. The women should also take the men as their firstborns so that there will be, the home will be harmonious. There will be love in the home. Let people imitate us as Christians. And that comes with the humility and even forgiveness. If someone did something to you 20 years ago and you still remember, then you are not a good Christian. Please, God will ask us, especially before we marry, we have to take these decisions. And when you marry, the vows that we say, you don't just go and stand in presence of the pastors to say the vows. Please, there are implications in the vows. So if you are making your mind that you are going to marry, say the vow and then later divorce, God will ask us. We'll go through challenges. I have been married for 22 years plus. It's not easy. It's not rosy. It is tough. But what are we also doing? We have to forgive. There are certain things if you don't take care, you leave your matrimonial home. Is it the solution? Is that what God said we should do? Let's learn to forgive. Let's pray for our partners. I know what we are doing now is not about marriage. It's before marriage. But don't marry someone you don't love. So that when the person is going through trials, you can pray for the person. Prayer is key. Before we do our selections, we must pray about it. If the person is not for us, God will show it to us. God will let us know. Thank you very much, Abba. Just to add to Auntie Vic. You see, concerning the vows that we say, you see, this time, the pastors have stopped doing that vow. They ask you, the couple themselves, to say it. At first, they will say and you repeat them. But these days, when you mm -hmm. go to churches, they have stopped it. Because pastor will lead you to say, I do. Then you say, I do. Then at the end, you come back and tell Pastor that, ah, me, I didn't understand what you say. You say, I should say, and mm. I repeat it. So mm. we need to understand the vow. Mm. I do. Mm. So that do as part. You see, you yourself, you are telling your partner that, so that. So it's not the pastor who is telling you to say it. It is you who is telling the person. So that. Aspect. So whether it's raining or shining, you should be in the relationship, in the marriage. You shouldn't think about the divorce. And ladies, let me take this opportunity and advise you. You may think that Ama has married, Ekua has just married yesterday. 
and today Ajua is married and my time I'm old I'm 30 I'm 35 I'm 40 so you could see that anything in trousers comes then you take it then you bring it into the altar at the end you see that the marriage is on the rock please God knows you. God knows what you are going through. It paid to wait. Waiting is very difficult side. It is not enjoyable at all. I could remember we were three friends and two of them got married and left. And I was in the church. Even in the church, people were mocking and talking about me. I'm not saying outside the church, in the church. They were talking, laughing at me because I have grown 28 years. I haven't married. So they thought my baby. And even in my mother's house, my aunties, you know, my house, 13 years, 15 years has given birth without marriage. 20 years has given birth to two, three without marriage. In my house, there children, there are plenty, but to get a married to stay, you won't get unless prayer. So I was there 28 years. They thought I'm old. So when I'm going to church, my aunties and my grandma will be telling me, Sarah, time time You see, but I told myself that Bible says that in his own time. He made all things beautiful. So, I was waiting for God. Sister, brother, if you wait for the time of God, he will make sure that he will make all things beautiful. I could have gone to give birth one and come home, two and come home, but I waited for the Lord. And God too has blessed me. I have married October would be 23 years and I'm still in my marriage enjoying, enjoying with my children. At times people see me with my children and ask, is it my sister? I say, it's my daughter. I say, oh, how? You see, that's how God made his things. So please wait for the Lord in prayers. Wait for him. In the word of God. And it is all time. He will put laughter in your mouth. He will put joy in your heart. Those who have gone ahead of you. I bet you. God will make you overtake them. As Elijah overtook Ahab. God will make you overtake them. My two friends who got married before I. Surprisingly, we all came and gave birth. The one gave birth January, February, and my firstborn was March. Even the second one, the one also gave birth February, March, and my second born was in April. And the last born, August, August. You see, but some took first position, second position, I took third position. But the same, we gave birth the same year. The same month, this, you see, God is a wise God. 
if you depend upon him, honestly, truly, he will provide. As he told Sarah, Sarah laughed. At my age, how can I give birth? But Abraham believed and trusted God. Sister, brother, believe and trust God. As Abraham, Isaac told his father, Father, anytime we go to sacrifice, we have a sheep. So why is a sheep? The answer Abraham provided is, see, Ike, God will surely provide. And indeed, God provided. Sister, brother, God will surely provide for you. He will put laughter in your mouth and you will put joy in your heart. Only stay in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's give a clap of it to our mom. She has also blessed us to be married for 22 years. It's not just play. 23 years. Our sister is asking, I want to answer your question. Your first question was, can you forgive a cheating partner when you are dating? What I can tell you is, if your, your partner is continuously, continuously cheating when you are dating, divorce, or leave the guy, because it will not stop. Have you seen, when you want to buy a new phone, the way you value it, and if the person is one, the person wants to get you for the first time, and he's maltreating you, run away. And number two, the reason why people still cheat on you when they are dating you is because when you allow yourself to have sex with them, they will tell you, "If you don't have sex with me, I'll go and have outside." So I don't want to lose you. No, it's a deception. When they even sleep with you, that is when they will cheat. <laughs> Pastor, to add to yours, Pastor say run away. I will not tell you to run away. Flee. <laughs> there is different running and yes, flee. 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 All I do look like he's cheating. My God. Okay. Sister, don't let love cover your face. He has not even said, I do. He's running after women. And you're worrying well, Bethany, if you're away. They will bring them in your home, in your bedrooms. Please, run away. Run away. And secondly, sister, sisters in the Lord, keep yourself. Keep yourself very well. Hey, sex, when you marry, you will do a bit funnel. Don't rush. If Kojo tells you that he loves you today, now do one man. Do you know what they, they have been saying outside? Oh, as for this girl, it's cheap. Please. Keep yourself. Keep yourself very well. Maybe you have done some before, but today I'm begging you in the name of the Lord. 
you need a second chance. Cover yourself well. Let the man know, said, Woe. You are a marriageable material for marriage. So please, keep it. I was handling a case. This lady was doing his master's in the university. And he was courting with another a, a guy. So normally the guy comes and sleep and go. So I was telling the lady, Auntie, it will be great. So we are even getting ready to marry us to you. One Friday, we were there when this gentleman came on campus. He came and slept. And Saturday morning, he left. In the afternoon, 12 o'clock, we had a call that this man was having a wedding. A man who came and slept overnight, the next day is having a wedding. He has used you, dumped you, gone for a fresh woman. This lady got crazy and we sent him to the hospital. At the end, I told the lady, you see, I told you, Sister, brother, keep yourself. God, who knows everything, will bring your bone, will bring your flesh, and you'll be happy. Men, pray Don't be rushing in marriage. As for marriage, you don't rush. Take your time. Steady the man. Steady the woman. And at the end, you will be at the winning side. Amen. Amen. Let's give a clap offering to our mommy. Our time is left with only 10 minutes. Let's give a clap offering to Jesus. Those who did not come early, I'm trusting God, Podby will not fail me today so that I'll be able to post the message. And for the married ones, this message is balanced. If you are married, you can enjoy it. If you are about to marry, you can also enjoy it but you know uh, i don't know should we continue tomorrow i know today is late should we continue tomorrow yes tomorrow should we continue yes so it depends on the woman of god if tomorrow she can be available she will continue with us and tomorrow you will ask your questions about divorce and yeah yes Yes. How? Why should a, a Christian divorce? And if a Christian divorce, is it a sin? <laughs> so tomorrow mm. we will handle it because as you have spoken like this, somebody is like, my husband is not good. Though. We will handle it. Abusive. And how God handled it in the Bible. So I'm trusting God that mommy, I believe tomorrow you'll be around. Yes, uh -huh. so tomorrow we will continue. Yes, you know, our fasting, everything is going to happen. No? Yes, you are going to be spiritual, and at the end, you have relationship, strong relationship. Yes, um, I know relationship is very good, and I've always told you that 
after God, the next thing is your marriage. After God, your next thing is your marriage. So if you have joined us today and it's like you were expecting us to be doing kabadaba, shadabadaba, prophesying, sorry, sorry. Uh, we will do that. Today is what? On Thursday. Thursday, come around for your prophecies. Or join us midnight. Uh, that place, you'll be praying and the Lord will be speaking to some people. Are you here with me? Uh, but what, what are we saying to our mother? I want us to say something again. And this, this Francisca, are you, are you still around? Francisca, are you still around? Francisca, are you still around? Okay, I believe maybe Francisca is not around. She asked the question that if your husband to be or your 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 wife to be, the 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 sisters have influence over that guy or that lady, you should take a, you should take a step back. In the beginning. <laughs> Be very careful. That 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 house is not a house you should enter. The pastor, the pastor, I have an experience. Eh? Yeah. You see, when I was starting, I told you that um marriage should be for a matured person, a grown-up, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So, getting to take charge of somebody's life, you need to be mature. When I was in school, one guy called George, said that, oh, he wanted to marry me. I said, oh, really? He said, yes. And Pastor, <laughs> do you know the funny aspect? Everything. Oh, my mother says, eh, my mother says, he even traveled outside when he was coming. The mother and I picked him from airport. When we reached home, oh, hey, Tina, I bought this for mommy. I bought this for daddy. I bought this for auntie. I bought. I was there. He didn't buy anything for me. So right away, there, 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 I made up my mind. Bible says that it's a fool who doesn't change his mind. Ah. Such a person. I was there, not that I wasn't there. He bought this for mommy, he bought this for daddy. So at times when he goes to office, he will pass my house. So, oh, when I was coming, I saw some nice bread. I bought it for daddy. I bought it for mommy. You see, so everything around him is mommy, daddy, sister, brother. Such, such person, excuse my word, when he want to have a sex with you, he will go and ask his mother whether I should have sex with my wife. Yeah, it happens. He will go and ask his sister, should I have sex with my wife? Sister, when you see some symptom of this in a man, run away, flee. flee. Don't run away, you flee. <laughs> wow, woman of God, God bless you. So you see, yeah. <laughs> Mommy's daughter, daddy's daughter. Hey, be very careful of those children. They are very dangerous. And it's like, they, they don't know what they are doing. Yeah. They have been thinking for them from childhood. 
Yeah. yeah. So I've been thinking for them from and if you're a mother here, don't don't train your child that way. Yeah. Sometimes intentionally let your child go to school when you don't have money. Don't go and borrow and give pay the school fees, but every day maybe you give him 10 CDs, and that day your money is left with nine CDs. Let him understand that nine CD can take him to school and come back. That day you don't have. Let them understand there is need, there is want. Let them understand certain things about life. Don't pamper them so much that when they enter into the marriage and their husband is not giving them the money they promised to be given them every day, they want to come home. No. Wow. I don't want us to close home. But what, what can I do? The time is up. <laughs> yeah. So our mommy to have to rest. So we can't come back. Are you with me? Yeah, it's not good to come back. Oh, we should come back. If no, mommy, we should go and rest there. So that you, I don't know. Let me see your answer. Let me see if it is good to come back. I mean, I don't have problem. I'm not, I'm not doing it alone. You know, some people are married, so they have to go and enjoy Valentine with their husbands. So I will not take that time. Uh -huh. Those of who are married, go enjoy your Valentine. Yes, and those who have some calls to make, go and make your calls. It is also necessary because I know some people are in court, courtship and it's also good. So if you are going to marry, look out to these things that the, our mother gave to us. I'm very blessed and I'm very happy because you have answered a lot of questions people have been asking me and sometimes I myself ask myself. So I'm very happy that you came this evening. So anywhere you are, just pray a 30 seconds prayer for our mother. Lift up your voice, pray some prayers for her. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit her into your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that wisdom will increase in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. She's a blessed woman. God bless you, mommy. God bless you. She's a blessed woman. Amen. Yes. As she was saying, she was HR of your, your university. I can't mention the name. It's too long for me. Wisconsin International uh, University. Wisconsin International University. Yes, she was the yeah. HR. You see, she's a dedicated woman. So she knows what she's still. And she's married for years now. I've forgotten the years. So. 23. 23. Look at this very blessed woman so don't joke and the lord will bless you amen so today is valentine today is valentine i don't want to keep you so much father i pray for your children your sons and your daughters bless them in the name of jesus christ lift them high lord i pray that the heavens release a blessing over their lives that they will go and they will prosper they will do well where men are failing they won't fail Father, prosper their cause. Let the heavens release a blessing over their lives. Father, I decree and I declare failure is not their portion. Abundance, prosperity is their portion. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Today is a day of love and today is a, a day of gift. If you have a girlfriend, go and buy him something. If you have a, a, a boyfriend, go and call them and tell them something good. I'm not talking about the, the, the bad ones. I'm talking about the good ones. Yes, the good ones. 
The Lord bless you. Today is a, a day of gifts. If you want to give me a gift, to, I'll receive. Yeah. Nobody reject. If you want to give me a gift, I'll receive. And until the day, the Lord bless you also for coming to share with us your mind. I'm very grateful. Uh, I love you. And I love each and everyone here. The Lord bless you. Yes. So if you have a gift for me, just release it and the Lord will bless you. So, Nanatima, you can put the number there. If somebody has a gift for me, they can gift me because today is Valentine. Me too, I'm enjoying Valentine. So we are meeting 12 a.m. We are meeting 12 a.m. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. I love you all. If you want to speak with me or one-on-one, you can call me every day, 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. I'm available. Every day, 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. You can call me. That will be our time for counseling. So call me. And anytime you want to talk with me, if I have a book appointment with you that I want to talk with you and I'm not able, you can call me after the service so that maybe I will handle your case for you. The Lord bless you and the Lord make his face shine on you. I love you all. Let's meet 12 a.m. so that we can pray. But make sure you enjoy the Valentine very well, that God will increase you. So I will try to upload the message. I'm very grateful that all of you came. I'm very grateful for your gifts. Sometimes you give me offerings when I'm not even aware. I'm, I, I appreciate. I appreciate. I appreciate. I don't take it and I don't esteem it. I don't take it lightly because some of you have been blessing me very well. And I thank God for your lives. May God bless you. May he make his face shine on you. Let's meet 12 a.m. so that we can pray in Jesus' name. Love you all. Bye-bye.